Hello, everyone. This is High Tech on Life. Thank you for joining us. My name is Ryan. If you're new to this podcast, feel free to email me, ryan at hitechonlife.com, hitechonlife.com. And look me up on Instagram and Twitter at hitechonlife. I'm always trying to post as much as I can and get involved with you guys and, you know, interact a little bit. And hopefully kind of get to know you and what topics you guys want to talk about, what you're interested in. And this podcast, we're going to focus on the Apple ecosystem. You know, you have it all. Every item Apple has made. They love each other. Hands have been shaken. Packs have been made. Trust issues are non-existent. They work pretty much seamlessly with one another. When you get a call, an email, or a text message, all your devices know. And all devices know when that email, message, or phone call has been taken care of pretty much immediately. There's no lag time. You click on an email, it knows you've read it, everything is updated. So with this harmonious living going on between your devices, why would you ever want to leave this peaceful realm? Well, if you missed... I kind of went into detail on how I went from an Apple fanboy to a skeptic. And I think one of the things I failed to mention was I just started to get bored. I don't know if that came across, but I just started to get bored with what Apple was offering. And I've talked about my ADD before, but I get bored quick sometimes. And up until just a few years ago, Apple has always been able to keep my interest you know, and the next thing that they are coming out with, that they're going to introduce and revolutionize the world with. It all just started getting boring. And I started to see what other manufacturers were offering and, you know, what they were developing, and that piqued my interest. So, before you make that jump, before you leave your harmonious technological lifestyle, where everything lives together and no one fights. Everyone's happy. Just think to yourself for a moment, can it be done? Well, of course it can. Anyone can break out of a shell that they find themselves in. You know, whether it be in life or in tech, and tech's a lot easier, obviously. If you do this, be warned, you better be ready to endure a steep learning curve. Especially if you've been off of, let's say, Windows for a long time. Or you've never been on Windows before. Those little things that once worked seamlessly will now involve awkward workarounds, third-party software, and above all else, just patience in general. I introduced two new machines to our network at home, an older Samsung Slate 7 tablet, and a Surface Pro 4 that I use for my day job. After being accustomed to OS X and its evolution over the last 11 years, I had only used Windows when it was absolutely necessary. I only had to deal with Vista a little bit in a previous job that I had, or for some reason the audio guy was also the tech support. I only had to deal with Windows 8 on a very limited basis. 
only when it was necessary. But as I was working on Windows 7, because that's what I would tell everybody, why are you on Vista? Why did you jump to 8? Just stay on 7. But as I continued to work on 7, I started to like how it flowed. Now, I dropped Windows sometime in the middle of XP. That's when I made the jump to a Mac. So I really haven't had much experience beyond that. XP always looked very familiar to me. And when I saw Vista, bleh, I didn't want to go anywhere near that. I always had issues with it. But when 7 came out, it was much more cohesive. And it worked the way it was supposed to. So breaking out of the ecosystem. I think it's much easier if you jump to Windows 10. Get a machine that has Windows 10 because it's, it's very sleek. It's very kind of refined. It's like, uh, it's like OS 10 with a few sharper edges. You know, now it has a native mail app. It has native calendar. Super easy settings. It's set up to be used as a touch interface as well. So what are some of the things that are going to annoy you? You're just going to have to get over. Well, in OS 10 they have Quick Look. You know, you hit a spacebar on any file, folder, whatever, you'll get a preview of it. I miss that like crazy. I still do that all the time because I spend about three quarters of my day on Macs still, uh, production machines like Mac Pros and etc. And then I jump over to my Windows machine for uh, personal work. And I also have some Windows 7 machines that I have to use for various tasks at my day job. So Quick Look was a hard one for me to kind of get past. I have to remember what operating system I'm on. There is a few programs out there that will allow you to still use Quick Look. But like I said, it's a third-party software. It's not integrated it's not at the basis of the OS so there's going to be some kinks now another one that has come out recently you know within the last few years has been the handoff feature between your iPad and your iPhone and your MacBook now I never really thought I'd miss that until it was gone it was super convenient and like I was saying earlier having that functionality between all of your devices makes things so slick and things are responsive and they know when you've read an email, when you've looked at a text message. Even if it's a Gmail account, like in your mail app. The native mail app on Windows 10 takes forever to update. No matter what settings you do, even if you say like, you know, immediate, I want push, I want to push new messages to me. It takes a while for it to update through the rest of your devices. So when I look at a piece of mail on my Surface Pro 4, it's a good one or two minutes before it hits my phone. Now, that's not a huge deal, but I have this OCD thing where I can't have any badges on my phone. I don't want to see any badges on any of my icons, so I have to go in and I have to look at them. So I end up looking at the email on my computer, and then I end up looking at the email on my phone until it goes away. Another kind of interesting quirk that I've ran into is not using Safari anymore as my main browser. I switched to Chrome because it does work across 
every device I have. It'll save all my information, all my passwords. But again, because it's third party, it's not as deeply integrated as Safari is. I still have the majority of my passwords saved in Safari. And there's always some sort of weird, even for me, like as a tech person, I still run into these little things like, why aren't my settings syncing between all of my instances of Chrome? It should because I'm logged in to my Google account. So why wouldn't it work? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It's very unreliable. Now, I know a lot of you probably have had no problems with it, but, and I totally get that. And I'm sure I'll get there someday, but it has been a stretch. I've been on a Surface Pro for nine months now, and I'm still trying to get super comfortable on it. I think I'll get there. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Now, cell phones are a whole different world to me. I've only been on an iPhone. Someday that may change, but I have only ever been on an iPhone, which does make the transition to having a Windows-based computer difficult, especially for like a daily driver, laptop. It's very difficult to make that transition. They make it so easy. I mean, I, I use like Google Docs a lot. Um, but I also used, you know, numbers and pages and I really enjoyed using those. And, you know, if I write something up in pages, if I'm on my Surface Pro, I have to go to the web in order to access those. And I'm having issues because when I travel, you know, I'll be on a plane for 10 hours and I want to work on something. I can't just pull out my Surface Pro and work on it because I don't have the internet. I haven't paid for the internet, you know. And that can be a little frustrating. I can have it on my phone, my tablet as well, but they're really not set up to do a lot of typing and writing. So then you have to turn to a few third-party hardware apps or third-party software to make that happen. So you're probably asking, why don't you just use Google Drive or Office 365 or something like that? Like, OneDrive that Microsoft offers. They have apps on your iPhone, on your iPad, so you can access all your data. But you have to think, if you are so caught up in the Apple ecosystem, this means you've been working with pages and numbers for years. And there's so many documents stored up in your cloud that, you know, making that jump is difficult. I'm just glad they have a web app or else I would probably be jumping back to a Mac, even though I really don't want to. Oh, ADD moment for a second. One of the coolest laptops I've ever had, and it was only for a few months, was an 11-inch MacBook Air. This teeniest thing, it was so awesome. I really wish I would have kept it. The, the downside of that machine, the only downside is that the resolution is old school. It's it's not retina. So you're so used to all your retina devices. If you jump to that thing, it kind of hurts your eyes a little bit. But that thing could be super specced out. I mean, you could get a Core i7 in that thing, 8 gigs of RAM, plenty of I.O. The 13-inch model had an SD card reader. I mean, you had everything. And a Thunderbolt port. I forgot about that. I had a freaking Thunderbolt port. 
Okay, back to it. So I gave that up. Yeah, I'm regretting it a little bit, but I did want to try out the newer, better stuff from that Microsoft offered and other, other companies offer. So like I said, with phones, you know, I'm not quite to the jumping point yet. I really want to get into an Android-based phone. Um, like a year ago, I spent 900 bucks on a phone. They made me pay for it because I ended my contract with them. So I'm going to be using the 6S Plus for as long as I can. But I think another another realm that I haven't really explored yet is that of media servers and media players. And I know there's a lot out there. The Apple TV has just always kind of worked because we were, you know, in that, in the Apple ecosystem. So it's always worked perfectly for us. And there's really no reason to jump right now. But there are a lot of other devices, other boxes that will do so much more than the Apple TV. But what I found is, yeah, you can jump to those. Now, I haven't jumped to one yet. Because like I said, everything is working okay. Even with the Samsung Slate 7, that old computer, it's running iTunes right now with the hard drive stuck to it. And it's running just fine. It's super solid. Now, I'm going to pimp a website here. One that I think is very much worth uh, looking into. If you're thinking about making this jump, if you haven't heard of Techno Buffalo, you guys should check them out. Uh, John over there did a really great video on YouTube um, about that transition from the Mac universe to other universes of products, under other ecosystems of products that that transition from Mac to something else, whether it be Windows or Samsung. And he says he did it because he wanted to review other phones, and that's completely legit. That's where I got a lot of my information about the Surface Pro 4 and how someone who had been on a Mac the majority of his life made that transition comfortably. Well, as comfortably as you can. The video that he has is called From Mac to Windows, What I Learned. Hopefully you guys can get some insight from that and see if it's as and see if it's something that you are willing to take on. If you want, just go to YouTube and, and search for Techno Buffalo from Mac to Windows. It'll come right up. You guys can check it out. So in the description of this podcast, I will put information where to find that video. It's really great. I think there's three things, three or four things that he goes through that helped him in that transition. Really, I mean, if you're comfortable with Apple products and you're just sitting there comfy and cozy, with all your Apple devices and they're just harmoniously singing together, then there's really no reason to jump anywhere. I think I've convinced everyone in my family to get an iPhone, except for my younger brother. But he's thinking of going back to an iPhone. I think he has like a Note 5 or something. So if you are comfortable in that, just stay there. If you really want to branch out and experience these other products, go for it. There will be a learning curve. I have a feeling you'll probably make your way back to an Apple product. That's how they get you. Drives me crazy. But hopefully, if you decide to, your transition can be smooth. All right, everyone. It's kind of a weird topic today. It's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. I just wanted to get a few things out there, a few of my thoughts, and 
you know, if you're thinking of doing that, if you're thinking of making the jump to a different product, busting out of that Apple ecosystem and moving on to other things, you know, hopefully that gives you something to think about before you make the jump or to help you if you've already made it. Thanks again for tuning in. Again, if you want to email me, please do. Ryan at hightechonlife.com. That's hitechonlife.com. Also look for me on Instagram and Twitter at hightechonlife. You can follow me, see what I'm doing, see what I'm up to. I try to, you know, find some good stories and news and post some things that I run into in my daily life. Plus, it gives us a chance to interact with each other. Go ahead and message me and I'll try to get back to you as quick as I can. I travel a lot, so there may be a little bit of delay, but please, please follow me. You'll get notifications. You'll be able to keep up with when a new podcast is uploaded. You'll be able to get to it first and listen to it. All right, everybody, thank you again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you in the next one. <laughs>